Welcome, Wealth Warriors. This is Tiz Gambacorda's No BS Podcast, the only podcast that delivers the uncensored truth about business and investing success from the trenches straight to your earbuds. Download a free copy of the No BS Guide to Wealth at guide.tiz.tv. And now, once again, it's time to claim back the No BS truth about success and wealth. Hey everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Tiz Gambacorta podcast. Today we're talking about something that has been, well, talked about and publicized for a fair few weeks and months and something that is very topical, which is a GDPR. So the European-led regulation around um, global data protection. It's due to go live or be effective May 25th, 2018. And <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to find anything positive to say about this, uh, other than obviously all of the businesses uh, that I'm involved with will obviously be compliant. But I, I don't know what they were thinking when they put together this law. It's a clear example of a bunch of politicians uh, sitting in Brussels or wherever they are, um, getting paid a lot of money to do nothing, get bored, and to get out of their boredom, they come up with stupid and unnecessary laws. Um, just, uh, okay, the necessity of this law is long overdue. Granted, the US have been, um, you know, at the forefront of data protection laws, um, with the CAN-SPAM Act and a number of other laws. However, instead of worrying about real problems like employment, like healthcare, like schools, like fostering entrepreneurship, fixing a broken education system, fixing a broken financial system, stopping their governments from getting more and more into debt, if anything, paying back their debts. How about that for an idea? Um, And stopping printing money. Yeah, here we are um, being forced to deal with this BS law. I I call it a BS law because I've, I've been spending the last few hours looking into it, far too many hours than I'd have liked, um, way too many. It's it, so the the way it's written, you can easily tell that whoever is behind this law had no idea. Um, not only it's it's very ambiguously written, and granted, um, this is quite common for legislation. The way it's been written and the way that they are asking businesses to implement this is just. Impractical. They clearly have no idea of how business 
works on the internet. Um, I'm not going to go into the details in here, but they just have no idea because they are setting up a chain of events. And we will see how much of this will actually be, be implementable by business by businesses, we'll see how much of this um, will actually be implemented and how much of this actually will be able to be enforced. Because the way it's been written is that it, it... So nowadays, data is very important. And the reality is that whenever you do any transaction on the internet, even with, you know, your, your business next door, a local business, if you transact through the internet, the data is shared globally. So... Chances are that, you know, there would be someone involved in the processing of that data in your country, at the EU level, if you're based in the EU or in your local country. And then chances are that that data will travel for all sorts of reasons, valid reasons, outside of your country, outside of your continent, just literally all over the world. Because that's just how internet, the internet works and that's how different software and companies who all deal with your data and facilitate the transaction that's where they're based. So when these guys came up with this law, they are requesting everyone to be effectively GDPR compliant. So they're not only requesting the local business to be compliant, but they're pretty much requesting every single country in the world to be <laughs> compliant, which does not make any sense. Um, and, you know, this is debatable, um, but, you know, the U.S. have been policing, or policing, uh, whichever the pronunciation is, the world against financial um, terrorism, right? They've been very hard in uh, policing not just the United States, but also overseas um, countries um, in fighting terrorism, and as a result, any money that could finance terrorism. And, you know... That could have, depending on whether you agree with some of the policies or not, but that could have a somewhat valid reason, okay? When the, that, you know, it, we can debate to the extent, we can debate how it's done, but that, you know, as, as a root cause, as a reason is valid. But, like, <laughs> these guys in the EU, they are requesting pretty much every single country in the world to be compliant with their stupid data protection law. <laughs> data protection is important but guys there are more important things that need to be fixed there are more important things that need to be take, take, taken care of like schools education healthcare employment businesses right making sure that you know the eu stays at the forefront of um entrepreneurship and you know in most cases it isn't um so they are allocating an huge amount of resources dealing with a fairly minor problem in the grand scheme of things, um, something that could be dealt in a much easier way. And on top of this, to make things even worse, not only they're spending their time and our money crafting these stupid laws, but on top of this, they are also um, putting a huge, huge, huge burden, burden on businesses especially small businesses, because now small businesses are having to deal with a huge amount of paperwork, 
redrafting all legal agreements, redrafting web pages, products, descriptions, everything to comply with these things. And there's no you know, clear benefit to society here. Um, the same result could have been achieved in a much easier way. And again, it just shows how whoever is behind this legisla- legislation has no idea how the internet works, has no idea how global business works. Um, and, you know, as a comparison, the US equivalent law uh, has been drafted many years earlier in a much better way. Um, you know, it, it achieves its purpose, it gets the job done, and it doesn't create all sorts of headaches. And on top, on top of this, what uh, these guys in the EU haven't realized is the massive, massive, unintended negative impact that it can have to any business. Um, and the reason I say this is that effectively it's... So, back in the days, right, um, in the UK and in the US, there's this thing called the Freedom of, the Freedom of Information Act or the equivalent, uh, whatever it's called in, in the respective countries. And effectively, anyone can pay a nominal fee. I think in the UK, it's like 10 pounds. It's like 13, 14 bucks. And you pay this fee and then anyone can request any company or any government or entity for a copy of all the information that that company or entity holds about the individual. Um, And that has a reason to exist. Now, the small nominal fee doesn't really cover any admin charges for the business. However, what it does is that it puts a certain barrier to entry, right? So people who are highly motivated to get the information, who need the information, will pay the fee, and those who are just messing around won't. Now, this GDPR law is putting the same thing, but is enabling anyone to have a lot more information, which is fine, for no cost. Now, businesses are having to comply with providing all sorts of information, um, which is, again, an additional cost, and anyone can request this for any reason. And so, if there was a nominal fee, again, that nominal fee is not going to cover any cost for the business, but at least it puts a certain barrier to entry to those who are are seriously interested. Now, in some cases, the request is justified. There should be a mechanism to filter all these requests. Now, pretty much, businesses could potentially get completely inundated with completely futile requests about all sorts of data. Um, There needs to be a mechanism and there needs to be kind of a, a balanced approach between the rights of individuals to having access to their data, which is fine, at a nominal cost for the reasons I mentioned earlier, and also the practicality of this. Of this. Because now, when a business receives one of these requests for information, potentially it will have a knock-on effect on any suppliers for that business because they're the there could be a number of contracts that need to be checked and double-checked and data retrieved from different data processors, and especially now where, you know, all systems integrate. 
So whenever a piece of data goes into one system, it kind of feeds through a number of other systems, right? So I'm guessing here, well, guesstimating that the average small internet business, the average small internet business, maybe uses, say, 15 different systems. 15 different systems. So what this means is that anyone can request data, okay, for no cost, and potentially the business now has to go and get all sorts of data, right, request all information that the business holds on all these 15 different systems. Um, so it's okay for any of us to have access to our data. However, practically, they should think about how the heck this is going to be implemented because you know the the reality is that you know if if it's a very large business right they have the resources and i'm sure they're not happy about it believe me they have the resources to implement a massive global process so that in theory if you ring up amazon and you tell amazon hey give me all the data you have about me you know they have a process that they can implement and they've spent millions if not tens of millions work in the internal workflows and they can have this process that it can implement and you know they get all the data that Amazon has on you in the US, in Europe, in India, wherever it is that their data centers are based. But for a small business, this is completely impractical. So the intention of the law, I think, is valid. Um, the way that it's been drafted and implemented clearly demonstrates that A, these people have no idea how business runs globally, and B, these people, they just, it's, it's, it's a disproportionate amount of, of, well, time and effort, I believe, that they have put into this issue. And even worse, it's a disproportionate time and effort that they're asking small businesses to put in into this. It's just not practical to implement all of this. <laughs> I, I, like I said at the beginning of this episode, um, I, 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 I'm struggling to think of anything good to say about this. Um, it just goes to show how, you know, politicians just, they live in a completely different world and they don't face the issues that you and I face. They don't face the issues about, you know, employing people and making sure that, you know, they can put food on the table, making sure that they have a safe and happy working environment, making sure that, you know, businesses progress, making sure that society progresses, you know, that healthcare schools are taken care of. Um, they, they clearly, you know, either don't share the same priorities or they live in a completely different world. So I think this is a great example of, you know, politicians living in their own, their own world in Brussels. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and living in their own world and making their own rules with no regards whatsoever to what, A, the real priorities are, and B, um, the importance and practicality uh, of what they're asking people to do. So with that said... Um, we are finalizing everything uh, to be fully compliant. We'll, it will be very interesting to see um, how much of this actually gets implemented because anyone who looks into this 
um, for more than 10 minutes, who understands how business works, will very quickly realize that this is absolutely uh, the degree of implementation that they're requesting um, is, is absolutely impractical. With that said, take care. Have a good week, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, select the bell icon so you can get notified every time we launch a new episode, or leave a five-star review if you're listening to this as a podcast. Before you leave, don't forget to click on that link in the description box or go to guide.tiz.tv to get free instant access to the No BS Guide to Wealth. Thank you, and see you in the next episode.